Hey, everybody. It's so good to be with you. And how are you doing, Inspire Church? I'm really glad to be able to come to you again. And I pray that these programs are a blessing to you. I miss being with you so much. I miss worshiping with you in person. And while all of this is going on, this is a, the best option that we can provide right now. But I'm trusting that God is going to use these live streaming programs to really inspire you, lift you up, and minister to you. If you're joining us today and you've never been a, a part of the Inspire Church family or our services, I also pray that today's program is going to minister to you and help you. These are difficult times. Uh, we've just had issued a county uh, edict that we're going to have to stay indoors and we are not able to get out and move around the way we have been up until now, all except for essential personnel. Uh, of course, you can get out to get medicines or go to a doctor to buy groceries or gasoline. But outside of that, I want to join with the authorities in asking you as members of our congregation and people that we love and others who might be joining in with us on this program, please stay home. We want you to be healthy and strong. And also, please do observe all the necessary precautions. Wash your hands with soap often. Don't touch your face. Try to keep from touching doorknobs and things like that. Tabletops, if you have to go out, use your elbows as much as you can. And also remember that there are other people that we want to keep from getting sick. So if we take care of ourselves, then we will not become agents of uh, for transmitting this sickness and this disease. There's a lot in the media about this whole coronavirus epidemic that's now been elevated to, to the place that it's called a pandemic because it is literally spread around the world. It's on every station. It's on every TV program. Uh, it's the one topic that everybody's talking about. If you call somebody on your phone and talk to them, it's going to come up, almost guaranteed to come up in the course of a conversation. People are afraid. They're afraid that they could lose their jobs. They're afraid they will lose their homes and even afraid they could lose their health or even their lives or their children could be harmed or their, their health could be affected. And we live in a time of great, great uncertainty and concern insofar as these things are related. And the attitudes of people have been greatly and dramatically impacted by all the negative news media. Fear has literally gripped the world by the throat and panic is being felt all around us. Is there a solution? I believe there is. Let's turn to the Word of God. In Acts chapter 5, verse 14 through 16, the scripture tells us, And believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women. So that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. Also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick folk and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. So what can we do? When we turn to the word of God, we find out that we can actually flip the script on the enemy. That we can cause what he meant to harm us to be used for our good. I want to speak for just a few minutes and I talk to you from this subject. Let's start a pandemic of faith. 
not a fear, a pandemic of faith. There was a, literally a pandemic of faith in the first century following the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Pandemic means occurring over a very wide geographical area. And it usually is used to refer to disease. But like I said, I want to flip this on the enemy for a few minutes. Believers were increasingly added to the Lord. And the Bible tells us the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. But by the time we come to our text, that was Acts chapter 2. But by the time we come to our text, we find that it had grown to the point that there were multitudes of believers. The word multitude is from the word, the root word, multiple or multiply. In other words, there was a pandemic of faith. The scripture tells us that exactly what Jesus had said would happen was happening. It began in Jerusalem. It spread into Judea, then into uh, Samaria, and then from there to the uttermost parts of the world until one day they literally accused the apostle Paul of having filled the world with his doctrine. Now, what is amazing about this is that this occurred during a time of adversity for the church. Christ had just been crucified. Think about it. It had not been that long ago that he had been resurrected. In fact, just 50 days before the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, Jesus had been crucified. It's an amazing and astonishing thing, and then resurrected, of course. It's an amazing and astonishing thing. Just think about it. The founder of the faith had been horrifically tortured and then executed. There was severe persecution among believers. Yet, in spite of it all, in spite of their Savior having been crucified, in spite of the persecution, in spite of the opposition, the church exploded into the flames of revival to such a degree that the world became engulfed in a pandemic of faith. You wouldn't have thought that that was the best time to grow. But God delights in doing his greatest work in times of difficulty and challenge. We as believers know that, don't we? If not from our own lives, from reading the scripture. He led Israel to cross over Jordan when it was at peak flood stage. And all he had to do was wait six months. And you could almost wade across the water without getting your ankles wet. The little river basically dried up. That's the way God always does things. We shouldn't be surprised by that. God chooses the worst times of adversity to reveal to us his power. Fear is basically negative faith. Faith works. Whether it's negative faith or positive faith, it will always produce, produce what faith believes. You will attract what you believe in, what your thoughts consist of. There was a huge bestseller that came out in 2006, and many of you remember it. It was based upon what they called the law of attraction. The law of attraction states that whatever consumes your thoughts is what you will attract in life. Essentially, the law of attraction is a different name for faith. Faith is the key to the answers you need from God. Again and again and again, Jesus told people who came to him with a need that it would be done to them according to their faith or what they believed. Whether it was the lady with the issue of blood or the ten lepers or blind Bartimaeus or the man whose son was tormented by a demonic spirit as Jesus came down from the Mount of Transfiguration. Faith was always the key that determined their outcome. 
Positive faith moves God to meet your needs. Negative faith, however, works too. The opposite of positive faith isn't unbelief, it's fear. In Job 3, verse 25, he said, What I feared has come upon me, and what I dreaded has happened to me. Job said the thing he feared is what ended up occurring in his life. You can think yourself into a divorce by thinking fearful and negative thoughts. You can worry your way into losing your job or be so afraid of something that you end up losing your health. You can worry about your physical condition and your health be catastrophically affected over a period of time. What you fear comes upon you because of this principle of faith. Fear is negative faith. It attracts and brings into your life the things that you're concerned about that occupy your thinking. Listen to what the Apostle Paul said in Romans ten seventeen. You see, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And that literally is true, whether it's positive faith or negative faith. If you hear enough negative speech, you will be filled with negative thoughts and they will cause you to attract negative things in your life because of negative faith. Hear enough positive things said and your thoughts will be positive and then you will attract good things through positive faith. That's why you have to guard what you listen to and be careful what you hear. Jesus said in John six sixty three, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing, and the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. There is nothing else out there like the Word of God. It will speak life to your situation. It contains life in the words of the Word of God. And when you read those words and you hear the Word of God preached, it infuses your spirit with faith. I keep hearing people ask if this is the judgment of God this virus, if that might be the result of God bringing punishment on the earth. And personally, I don't believe that it is. You must understand the nature and the heart of God. He is holy, but God is also a God of extraordinary and long-lasting and never-ending mercy and love. Look at Psalms 136, and I'm going to read to you some of these life-giving scriptures. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, for his mercy endures forever. To him who by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endures forever. To him who laid out the earth above the waters, for his mercy endures forever. To him who made great lights, for his mercy endures forever. The sun to rule by day, for his mercy endures forever. The moon and the stars to rule by night, for his mercy endures forever. To him who struck Egypt and their firstborn, for his mercy endures forever. And brought Israel from among them, for his mercy endures forever. Listen, this is an amazing book and an amazing chapter right from the word of God Almighty. And it's a constant reminder that God's mercy never leaves us. It's always working in our behalf. I dare you to read the rest of that chapter. 
God never drops a bucket into the well of mercy only to pull it up empty. It's always full because his mercies really do endure forever. Yes, there is a time even when the mercy of God has to end and he does deal with man's rebellion. But unlike anything you've ever been told, I want you to understand that God doesn't enjoy doing that at all. God doesn't enjoy causing people to deal with the consequences of our poor choices. He doesn't laugh at our misery or revel in our pain. He wants what is best for us. Listen at Psalms 103 verse 10. He, the Lord, has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. And as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities or sympathizes with those who fear or who are in awe of him. For he knows our frame and remembers that we are dust. God is merciful and kind beyond what any of us deserve. I believe revival is about to erupt around the globe. What is happening right now is man is discovering that everything he ever trusted in has been unreliable. The economy, governmental leadership, our health, health systems. But there's one who will never let you down. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. We can create a pandemic of faith. Listen to what Habakkuk said in 2.14. The earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. If this dark cloud we are under has a silver lining, it is this. It is that... It has shown man how fragile the illusion of stability and prosperity in this world actually is. And I believe when it's over, people are going to really be serious about seeking God. Really serious about turning to God. People are turning to God right now because really in times like these, he's the only anchor we have that can hold. And so how do we create a pandemic of faith? Number one, again, observe the required hygienic measures. Number two, feed your faith. Get in the word of God yourself. Listen to all the word you can get. Remember, faith comes by hearing and that by the word of God. Number three, starve your fears. Don't let your heart be filled with fear. Jesus said, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Starve your fears. Don't listen to them over and over again. Stand on the word of God. I'm going to make it through this. I'm going to survive this. My family's going to survive it. By the grace of God, hallelujah, God's going to help me. And then pray in faith. Take your needs to your heavenly father. And number five, share your faith. I know we've got to observe social distancing, but let's not distance ourselves from one another spiritually. Stay connected, believers. Stay connected to the house of God where you hold membership. Stay connected to inspire. Stay connected to one another. Speak good words of encouragement into one another's lives. Encourage one another to look to God. Encourage others to pray. Encourage others to serve God if they're not serving God. And then expect to see the goodness of God demonstrated in your life all around you and in the lives of those you love. 
If you don't know the Lord, I'm asking you to join me in prayer right now. And I want you to pray and surrender your life to God. And when you do, don't let that be the only step you take. Then go on to be baptized. Go on to be filled full of the Holy Spirit. Go on to become a student and disciple of Jesus Christ and become a part of a Bible-believing church when this is all over. Let's begin a pandemic of faith. Father, I pray that you will touch every heart and encourage every person. Lift them up, God. Strengthen them. Be with every believer in this time of crisis. And those who don't know you, welcome them into the family of God as they confess you as their Lord and Savior right now. We trust you to save because you're able and willing and you love us more than words could ever express in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us today. I love you from the depths of our heart. I can't wait to get together with you again in the house of God. We're going to celebrate. Be blessed and be safe.